Hello there, Nicola Barden here from Q102's Weekend Buzz. I hope you are all doing really well and thank you so, so much for pressing play today to listen to this episode. Before I let you listen to the whole thing, I just have a little bit of news for you. So if you're a fan of the Weekend Buzz or this is the first time you've ever listened to it, amazing and thank you and scroll back. We've got over 70 episodes there. So there's some great chats for you to listen to from the likes of the cast of SVU, from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Grey's Anatomy, loads of stuff, some amazing singers, reality stars, great in-depth conversations for you to enjoy and I know that's what you're here for so that's why I have to tell you my news I have rebranded the show and it is now strictly podcast so it's no longer on radio it is just podcast and it goes under the name tis yourself so do come and find us we're on um, Instagram and Twitter and obviously all the places that you're listening to podcasts so if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Google, Castbox, Good Pods, Spotify we are there I am there with my over 50 guests, fantastic guests. You're going to love some of them. They're absolutely amazing. So we've got some of the cast from like Games of Thrones, Breaking Bad. Yes, Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones. Can you believe it? Uh, Some amazing singers like Shane Ward, Matt Cardle are there. We have the actor Jerry O'Connell, who had some surprising roots to Ireland, you won't believe. We have... The likes of Tom Lenk from Buffy, who played Andrew. Um, if you're Irish, you'll know the names James Patrice, Trisha's Transformation, Tommy Fleming, the Nolan family. There's loads and loads of stuff in there. We've Sarah Jane Dunn from Hollyoaks. We've got some cast of EastEnders. So there's a real mix of Irish, UK, US guests. And we're just adding to them every single day. We're getting some new guests. Season four is just about to be launched. So come and join me. I'm over here waiting for you to discover me. That's Tiz Yourself with me, Nicola Barden. Hope you enjoy this episode. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're very welcome back to the Weekend Buzz here with Nicola Barden on Dublin's Q102. Hope you're all enjoying the show this morning. Now, this next interview um, is something very personal to the person I'm speaking to. The Black Lives Matter movement has taken over the world and it's only time. We've seen some horrific cases, especially in America, of people who've lost their lives for the simplest, smallest thing might not have been their fault in many cases it wasn't and it's just real. it's very emotional time it's very hard to believe some of the stuff and especially as an Irish person we've been through so much prejudice ourselves it's hard to I suppose imagine that you could lose your life just because of the colour of your skin but that doesn't mean that Irish people there are, there's not an element of racism here and I wanted to bring it up I wanted to talk about it I think it's very important but 
me talking as a white person, you know, I'm just another white person talking. Um, one of Ireland's biggest football stars is Darren Randolph. He is mixed race and he has grown up in Ireland, born and grown up here. And I wanted to hear his point of view on, I suppose, on the Black Lives Matter movement and on the Irish aspect of that. So we spoke. I spoke to Darren. Um, he has spoken to me on his way to training, finally getting back in because the league has now started again, back into the grounds, back playing. Before this, obviously, training at home. How do you train in lockdown, especially as a goalie? Like, you know, just kick the ball yourself and then try and catch it? <laughs> to, to be honest, when during the lockdown, we had like a fitness programme to do, which was mainly just running and gym work. So I was able to do that. But in terms of what to do for a goalkeeper, there's nothing you can do unless you find a wall to kick a ball off. But it's not the same as... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not the same as having like a goalkeeping coach there. We went in for at the start individual sessions where we'd be given an hour's time slot to train and the goalkeeping coach then would give us like drills to set up ourselves to do. But it's hard to kind of do goalkeeping training on your own, especially getting the service that you need. Like footwork drills and all that stuff you can do, but in terms of like people kicking the ball at you and trying to pick up the pace of the ball, you can't really get that off of like a I don't know, what, what would you call it, like a rebound board or a rebound net? Yeah, well, sure. Also, you know which direction it's coming at you because you've kicked it in that direction. So you're like, well, it's going to go to the right because I kicked it that way. So I can probably yeah. predict where it's going to hit and it's not going to be really like coming from any but, strange angle. Yeah, exactly. So it, it, it would probably work to a certain extent where you'd be able to get, you know, your hand-eye coordination back. But in terms of picking up the pace of a ball or going into like shooting sessions, it doesn't really work that way. Is it like being at training when you're out on the pitch and like there's no crowd there? It just feels like a training game, really. No, we had a few friendlies against Q, um, QPR and Crystal Palace, but yeah, it's just weird with no fans. It just feels like a training game. Sometimes it can be really, really flat. Find some way of getting yourself up for the game. Because normally, with, for some players, the crowd does that. You have 60,000 people there. You know, it helps. Those extra little bit of nerves obviously get you up for the game. But when there's nobody there, it can be it can be quite tough. Yeah, like I can't imagine going to an Ireland game and being and not imagine having. You, imagine you going to the game and you being the only fan. That, that, <laughs> no like, pressure on me then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they tried with the crowd noise and all that stuff yesterday, but it's still not the same. I watched some of the games and they had the crowd noise on, it and then I've watched it where it's silence and you can hear everything that everybody is saying, and it's really yeah. weird, like being like throw it, kick it, and you're just like, oh, this is so odd. So that's what he talks like, or that's what they're saying. That you don't. Yeah, so now you, you get a glimpse of what's being said in a stadium full of people. And then you imagine then someone trying to tell you something when there's all the crowd noise yeah. in there as well. God, yeah. I, I, like, I never understood how you could understand what the other person was saying when the crowds are there. When do you uh, start up Ireland training then? What's the crack there? Because obviously the, um, the playoffs have been pushed back. First game's in September, so we won't meet up until probably the week before. Obviously, the new season will have started by then, so it will go back to probably yeah your normal international week. So whatever day we play, it should be a Saturday. Then we'll probably meet up on the Sunday and start training then. There's no time really in between with this season being delayed and then having maybe only two weeks holiday before the next season starts. Not sure what holiday could you go on, really? 
<laughs> it's like, where do you go? Really. Some places, you obviously got the two-week quarantine, so there's no point in going holiday because you have two weeks in quarantine. Yeah. And then by the time by the time they're finished, you have to jump back on the plane to come back for football again. So yeah, it's not uh, it's not really worth it. Just after spending so much time in your house in lockdown, and now you're like more time in my house. Great. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Speaking from an Irish fan point of view, it'd be very strange to watch Ireland in the playoffs if there's no crowd there. That's going to be really odd. Yeah, that'll be weird. But I do think for not the Nations League game, but for the playoff games, if, the, if, if that's still being played behind closed doors, that could be an advantage for us because both of the games are away, aren't they? So, or obviously, their fans there and having their own atmosphere could be obviously an advantage for us. And I'm not sure even by then if any of their players would have played. Well, because I don't know what leagues some of them playing depends how many games they, they would have played for their club behind closed doors and how they find it do you know what I mean yeah actually it'll depend on how many of them are, what leagues they're in and how much games they have under the belt you guys will have been pretty much played consecutively between the end of this season and then the start of the new one yeah exactly so by then you'd like to think great everyone's used to it yeah and no yelling from Slovakian fans calling call you all sorts and no booing that could be actually to your advantage maybe it could be, yeah, it could be, it could be to our advantage, or it could be a, a, a blessing in disguise, really. Oh, here's open. The same, the same to after after that game. Whoever we end up playing next, if it's Bosnia or Northern Ireland, if that's played behind closed doors as well, especially for is it, let's say if it is to be Northern Ireland and it's in Belfast, that's played behind closed doors, then that takes away that atmosphere. Yeah. Again, that could work. That could work in our in our favour. Yeah, the, I imagine the atmosphere in Belfast could be a, a weird, a weird one. Like, especially for the likes of James and Shane, you know, the, you know, it could be very odd playing up there if the full crowds are allowed again. Yeah, exactly. Well, may may save them too from getting a bit of abuse. <laughs> I'll say James at this stage is, would find it a strange day if he didn't get abuse. He'd be like, oh, yeah, he'd, he'd probably be looking around thinking, what's going on. <laughs> God right. bless him. It's insane. All the abuse gone. Well, fair play to him though, because last year, or I think it was last year, when he was getting abused and he stopped the game, put his hand up to his ear and just said, I'm not playing while this is continuing. And he was calling them over. I was like, fair play, because we see this now a lot. Like people are starting to make a stand, in, take a stand well, in football. Well, it's the same. It's, and James has said it before. You know, he, he obviously used Raheem Sterling as uh, an example. You know, the same stuff was said to, to James. It's still discrimination. So why is it any different just because somebody's back, you know, if they're Catholic, it's still it's still discrimination and it shouldn't be shouldn't be allowed. So it's a fair play to them. Yeah, and like the the whole thing now, the movement that the players have have started since obviously the the Black Lives Matter movement has kind of kicked up in the last few weeks. Um, we've seen all, like a lot of the the UK Premier League players and now they've taken a stand. They the jerseys yesterday or the other day they had the Black Lives Matter instead of the names. Like, yeah. does this mean a lot to to you, or do you think? more needs to be done uh, I definitely think more needs to be done I've always been but you know we have like obviously organisations that are against racism you know in football and they give you the t-shirts to wear and you know stuff to post but it doesn't do anything people may think about it for a day or they see the, the t-shirt you wear in the warm up and then you know right the game start now and you forget about it so the longer this goes on and the more it stays in, in the media and in front of people's faces then hopefully it will sink in. Hopefully this is it will be a change. I mean, I don't think racism will ever be one hundred percent gone, but you can make some kind of change, you know, to um eradicate some of it and that, you know, that obviously helps a lot. 
Yeah, because I find when I've been in crowds and like I haven't really, I haven't heard it at Ireland games now. Maybe I'm just not, that's where I'm sitting. But um, I have at other games I've been at, you know, when a player is playing really well, there's there's nothing yelled at them. But then one mistake and then it's the, that's when the racism kicks in. It's like, now I'm going to, instead of just yelling at you because you made a mistake, I'm going to yell horrible abuse that at this person. Yeah, 100%. And like you said, it's, it is until someone makes a mistake. It's like, right, what, what can I say that's the most hurtful thing that will get out all my anger and frustration, you know, on that player? It's only ever if you, if you obviously walk close to the crowd to get the ball or whatever else that you may hear something. But a lot of the time, you know, stuff goes on and players don't hear a lot of what's said because there's, you know, voices among, amongst crowds. I'm not going to name the teams, or sorry, the team. And it wasn't said to me, it was said to it, an opposition player, a racial slur, and another player on my team obviously heard it and turned to the person in the crowd who said it. And his response was, oh, no, it's okay, you play for us. He doesn't. So he, he, he like, he, he, he deserves it. Oh, my God. The, you know, that's the kind of mindset you have to deal with sometimes. So because you play for the team that he supports, he won't shout racist abuse at you, but the person who who's who's like you on the next team. Oh, it's fine. I can yell them words at that at him because I don't yeah. support his team. Yeah, that's in this mentality is insane to me. Like I don't yeah. get how it's okay when they're wearing the jersey that you support that you can be be can be, be supportive of this person, and then just because that person's on different has a different jersey that I can I can yell and still be allowed back into the stadium the next week. I can say the most horrible, hurtful things about somebody and then come back. And some people's, you know, favourite players could be non-white, but it's still okay to abuse another player from another team. You know, ideology of it all just doesn't make any sense. I know obviously where you are, you can kind of only hear whatever the dugout is behind you, but have have you experienced, have you heard people in the crowd saying stuff to you before? Yeah, from when I was younger and younger days when I was probably out on loan at smaller clubs where you're in smaller crowds. Yeah, you do hear stuff. But again, back when I was on loan at younger clubs, there wasn't any of this, you know, tell the referee and, you know, something will be done about it. You just kind of, you kind of were told to just get on with it, really. Get on with being called words that go round and round your head. Just get on with it. That doesn't make, that's insane. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no. So, but again, a lot's changed since then. So, again, hopefully nobody has to go through that anymore. And people now know that they can obviously speak up and say something and, you know, you know you can go to the ref and say, you know, this is what's happened or you now have the power to walk off the pitch. And was that, is that something you would do? If so, if you heard someone, whether it was a player saying it to you or like a crowd, you felt uncomfortable in that, would you think about walking off? Uh, yeah, I would. If a player, obviously, you know, it's easier to confront them on the pitch. Same as was come from the crowd, I would. If it was a teammate, I'd support a teammate and do that as well. Well, I think, I think it might have to come to that, to be honest, because if it's a case of you go to the referee and he's like, all oh, right, I'll, I'll watch that person. The, yeah. That person mightn't say it in the rest of the game, but the person beside him might. Like, it should be a case yeah. of it's called out straight away, you're gone. I think definitely if it was done with a player, there'd be action taken straight away. There wouldn't be any, okay, well, we'll give him a warning and let's see he does it again with a player it would be dealt with it would be dealt with straight away I think in terms of obviously if it's coming from the crowd I think it's England England play Bulgaria and obviously they I think they announced it over the speaker system and there was I think two warnings and if it happened again then the game was going to be uh, abandoned and England I think would be just awarded a win I think it would go down as like a 2-0 victory and then that would be it the game would be done what exactly do you do Cause it, could, it, it could just be small minority of stadium so some of the bans that people or the federations hand out you know for racism is ridiculous 
I remember that England game and obviously there was people who went there specifically to abuse the English players and oh yeah 100% you knew that beforehand and I was like how is that how are they allowed in in the first place like they've been openly talking about it and the problem is over here um, a lot of Irish people are very vocal and saying we're not racist we're not racist and you know we're Irish we're not allowed to be racist but that's easy for us as you know white people to go we're not we're not but like for you growing up, do you did you ever feel like that it was a, you were different in that sense? Did, did people make you feel like that? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like from early school days, primary school days, I knew obviously I was different, and you know different stuff was said, playgrounds or you know playing sports. There was no getting away from it. So again, people can say, oh, you know, we're not racist, we're not racist. But if you've never been on the receiving end of it and been in different circumstances, you know, you can. Again, if, if nothing ever happened to me, yeah, of course I could say it. Mm. But I'm the one that's experienced it growing up so you can't tell me that there aren't racist people out there again I'm not saying it's the whole it's everybody it's only, a, it's only obviously, obviously a select few but again if someone's if someone talking about personal experiences then they've obviously gone through it so it's real Yeah that's what I mean like I, I feel like when people say and you know friends of mine are, and we're like we're not racist I'm like yeah we might not be but that doesn't mean that everybody isn't because uh, Yeah exactly There's somebody that's going to make a comment about you know, it doesn't even have to be, you know, the black community. It could be travellers or whatever. It could be like there is prejudice out there. Because- you know, I've been in company. People even sometimes unknowingly will make a comment or say something. And obviously to them, it's perfectly normal and fine and no harm is meant in it whatsoever. But to somebody who is of a different race or religion, they will take offence to it. It's the same way as if somebody were to call a black person coloured, you know, I've come across people that are more comfortable using the word coloured instead of black or mixed race. They would say half-caste. So half-caste and coloured are, uh, you know, the wrong terms to be used. They're offensive. They're offensive terms. When you say that those words, they're like, they're words that I haven't heard in a while, but I would have heard them growing up that people would have passed common said that person is yeah. coloured or half-caste or something like that. And maybe yeah. it's a lack of education or maybe it's just... I don't know the way they remember that word from when they're younger, and that's the word they stuck with. But like yeah, that, yeah, they're the wrong terms. People, if you grow up, go back to you were to hear a black person being described as coloured growing up, you would think it's a normal way to describe somebody. Mm. So yeah, it's going to stick with you, you know, growing up, and you may not mean anything by it. It's just what you're used to, and a lot of it does come down to education and probably just being a bit more thoughtful towards the words you use towards somebody you know what I mean yeah like to anyone that is you know raised in Ireland it would be funny for them that's the same people that would go to an Ireland match and cheer you know Cyrus on or cheer yourself on or uh, you know cheer the different me- black members of the team on and then can go off somewhere else and be racist but like I don't get that it's and, that, and again it can be a thing of I just call it mob mentality when people get into into a group or a crowd of people and they get wrapped up in the emotions and you know stuff said but away from football again like you said people say oh no I'm, I'm, I'm not racist but then they can be yelling stuff at a football match just you know at the weekend you know go about their normal life during the week and then you know you have the classic line oh, I'm not racist I've got black friends I've got, Chinese, I've got Chinese friends so automatically because you make that statement that doesn't mean I mean, that means you're not racist. That's another one that annoys me a lot. That has to be annoying because it's like, it, just because you, inverted commas, have a black friend does not mean that you can say certain words or you can slag somebody for 
who they are because you have one friend or you claim you have one friend from yeah. that, that community because I have black friends doesn't mean that I can also go and abuse the whole lot of them like when you were growing up uh, obviously you grew up in Wicklow um, mm. and you got in sports quite early um, but did you find you were the only black member around at that time or were there was there more and that kind of sport well I, I notice it myself you know when I go back home there's a there is a lot more black Irish people around. The time when I was younger growing up, I, I can't remember in any sport I've played coming up against another black player, whether they were Irish born or, or born somewhere else. Yeah, it always just it always just seemed to be me that was obviously the mixed race boy. And and that was it. That's and um, that's not that long ago. <laughs> it feels a long time ago. <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's not no, and and I go back to like being in school, probably me being the only person of a different race in school then I think there's only five years difference between me and my brother but then by the time my brother got to school there was obviously more people of race of different races by the time he was in by the time he was in school so even over that short space of time there was probably more races in in school or in the school he went to anyway and as I said now when I go back I do notice you now there's a lot more black people and I see a lot more uh, black players in the underage underage Irish teams as well and uh, for the uh, club team so you know, it's definitely changes, but does that necessarily mean that there's no racism? No. No. I mean, people may not may not say it outright and openly like they did probably when I was younger. Because I was I would play games and it wouldn't even be coming from the players; it'd be coming from parents on the sidelines. Oh my God, so, ye- yelling abuse at you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, it would be it would be it would be because I was playing well or doing something good. It wouldn't just be I'd be standing there and then all of a sudden I get a lot of abuse. It'd always be when I'm. I'm doing well. So you're so when you were like fourteen, let's say thirteen, fourteen, playing sports, there were full grown parents yelling racist abuse at you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling the son to get that. I won't repeat the words, but you know. No. I oh my god. I that goes on top of, you know, usual you know, there was spitting all I say it's normal. It was normal back <laughs> it was normal for me back then, you know. I hope it's like I assume it's different now in that sense, but that's probably because you're established and you're obviously working for a club that wouldn't stand for that. But I wonder. Yeah, no, yeah I, I think obviously now everybody's grown up. I don't think anybody actually would. Yeah, I just wonder about, that. about the younger. There's a lot ages. of the stuff. Yeah, the younger ages, you know. Yeah, definitely having a lot more younger ages when I suppose when people aren't obviously they're when they haven't matured, they haven't grown up. I remember talking to your dad and um, to Cyrus's dad. Your dad was just saying like some of the stuff that he remembers some and then Cyrus's dad yeah. was saying some of the stuff that he's heard when he's been in the crowd aimed at him, at Cyrus. Like, and he just like, that's so hard um, for your family to be there and to hear that. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's not my son. I'm pretty sure my dad's been at many of my football matches and Gaelic matches when I was younger. You know, when he's obviously heard stuff out the side. So it's not nice for your family members to hear when they're obviously at the, at the game as well. Again, not kind of being able to do anything to stop it. And then again, if people knew that, you know, if family members were there, they wouldn't say anything. Or if they were to meet the person face to face, they wouldn't say anything. That's the thing. Like, people are saying this stuff, and obviously we see it on Twitter and, like, on social media all the time. People say stuff in the crowd, they say it online, and yet they'd never come up to your face and say it. No. And especially online, people people feel safe online. They don't want to see the question then, you know, up close. The chances of meeting the person are fairly slim. They can hide behind different pictures and everything else. Um, and again, until stuff, you know, 
examples are made out of stuff that happens online and people will continue to, to do it. That's so like that same you know, that same kind of bullying if you wanna say could be enough to drive let's say a younger person to suicide if they're getting, you know, racially abused on a daily basis, going to school and whatever else. Um and that's no different to any other form of bullying on online or, you know, in in a day to day basis that could that could make someone cause any harm to himself, you know, because not everybody is built built the same oh completely like, all it, and you know what you could be the strongest person s- six days of the week and the seventh day you're feeling like crap and then somebody sends that message like I saw Ian Wright you know who's obviously well established you know beloved player he survived the um, celebrity jungle so he's obviously strong and then uh, he was sharing some of the posts that he gets like on Instagram and he was I remember, saying I remember, seeing, I, remember, I remember somebody said oh, I was in the group chat someone put the link in the group chat he was obviously sharing stuff from Twitter, and obviously he he would have played back in in the day where obviously racism from the crowd and probably on the pitch was normal, where he would have heard it all the time. We would have had to put up with it for for years, and then obviously then he he sends some tweets and you see the stuff he has, he's obviously dealing with. And again, that's probably only a little bit of what he's what he's received that he's put up there. Yeah, and like the words the people use, and but also I think in a way I was like he's right to share them and retweet them and screenshot them and share them because then the the outrage that comes after that shows people that it's not funny. You have to basically go public these days. It's the only way nearly to to call people out and stuff. Yeah, especially, you know, some of the, like the stuff that he was receiving. Definitely do. I suppose now I'm having social media to put it online and, and, and out people. But then you need people like Instagram and Twitter to actually take action on stuff like this you know because I know they like to say oh it's a freedom of speech platform blah 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 um, and as long as there's no threats made you know people can go and make make up and say whatever they want without any consequences and that's it's not right No because there's freedom I'm all for freedom of speech but also there's hate speech and there's a difference there the, like the fact that Ian feels that he has to actually do that like there's no other support there like I know he's not a player anymore but like you know, there needs to be people coming out and condemning this and doing stuff about it. Obviously, the social media side of stuff, the the big bigger ones need to be doing something. Like we saw, yeah. obviously, um, I think it was it was a David McGoldrick that started the um, taking the knee at his game, and you know, obviously, all the players got involved. And like, I really like the fact that people get involved in that. But like, I think more needs to be done than just taking a knee. Well, again, it's, it's good that stuff's being done, but as you said, taking a knee and. Wearing the t-shirts and all that kind of stuff is is a small part of of a bigger issue. So, well, again, hopefully it's a it's a start. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot; we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The start of something. Yeah, well, there it's obvious, it's something that the movement is it's huge this time. I know like for it's been around for quite a long time, but now it's actually seems to be gathering pace. People are really listening. Like brands are getting involved. And that's the thing: the more people that get involved, then eventually, you know, the you've got enough people, but applying enough pressure, you know, changes changes will be made. And it could be the same with football. You, you know, you say to anyone in football, if you hear something, report it. But then some people may be afraid to to do so at, at, at football. And you know, that's that's the power that obviously people have. It's just stepping up and doing doing the right thing, really. What you went through in your childhood, starting it in sport and in school, I hope I hope to God that is not still the case in schools now. I just that that really upsets me. Yeah. Um, well, I'm sure there's there's definitely some cases. I'm sure Neil probably has the same. You know, he has similar stories as all growing up. So, um, but yeah, hopefully it's not happening as much as as it was before. Hopefully, that is not the way. So, um, you, you well, at least you know, at least as you said, that there is a start. This is a start. Yeah, hopefully it's the start of start of some change. And we'll get to see some some differences and it's not it's become a there's not more talking points you know going on in the future yeah um, like I said it's, it's, it's a shame it's just taken something like obviously the George Floyd incident for for all to kind of kick off but I think you know it's kind of at a stage now where people have had you know enough is enough yeah you know it's kind of one too many now Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It really means a lot to me and I really hope you enjoyed it. Do scroll back and see if there's anything else that you might enjoy. And before I let you go, do remember to come and find me on my new podcast, Tis Yourself. Again, talking to celebrities, this time a lot more in depth. So there might be longer episodes there. And we're talking about what was life like before they became famous, the different alternative roads they could have went down, how life changed for them for good and bad. And so, so, so much more. And of course, the thing that they're best known for. So come and find me, Tis Yourself with Nicola Barden. And I really hope you'll enjoy the new episodes. They're up to date. They're brilliant. There's some great people there. And I'd love your support. So please do come find us. That's Tis Yourself with Nicola Barden.